0: Hello and welcome to East Norfolk's very own politics podcast, In The Loop. I'm your host, Daisy. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Amelia. Hello. We are also joined by Laura. Hello. Caitlin. Hello. Ewan. Hello. And Emily. Hello. Uh, Today, our first topic we're going to broach is the energy crisis. Household gas and electricity bills are going up across Europe as the continent energy crisis uh, continues to soar. Global prices of uh, natural gas are continue to go up, which are used to heat homes and generate electricity. Um, and households, once again, um, are expecting a increase in price, um, and the cap is expected in spring. Anyone
1: got any thoughts? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's like so anti these days with the Tories, like, just news yeah, gonna I'm not really
2: the Tories. I didn't trust them. I blame them for everything. The, it's just they happen to be the government that are in while this is going yeah, on. I mean, like, that's if, sounding very conservative view you I, right and you now. Right, you know I'm a Labour <laughs> member, but what I'm saying is if the Labour government were, were in, you wouldn't be going, Oh, this is so Labour. Like, it's just <laughs> the government that just happened to be in. Um, no, this is so conservative. Blame them for everything. There are
0: suggestions that it could rise as much as 50%, um, and the limits would be set
2: just below £2,000. So... That is very tough for anybody living below the breadline. Yeah. Is this why He was telling us
1: to search up what happens in energy crisis in history?
2: Sorry, it's just dawned on me. <laughs> she was thing about oil crisis. I was like, Yeah, that's okay. kind of what's going on, Cania. Laura. I um, thought
1: because of FRG.
2: On a real point, uh, I think it's a good time for energy companies to invest in sustainable energy sources. Yeah. It's very hopeful because I mean, it doesn't really benefit them. But. Um, it's showing how finite resources can be and how we need to adapt to, you know, like wind power, solar power and actually adapt to the things that can yeah. remain.
0: Um, the conservative government actually banned subsidies on offshore wind farms in 2016 and then reversed the decision in 2020. So we've had like Great. four years of them not having money towards it um, and the ban led to a sharp
2: drop in onshore wind development. That, that is Conservative government. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know how you'd be angry at the Tories? <laughs> I'd rather blame them for everything. But you can blame them for stuff like that. Like, this is a great opportunity to, you know, reach out, maybe meet some climate goals, but then they've turned around and gone, <laughs> actually, what if we didn't do that? Because we're the Conservative no, government. Oh, just in
1: a silly, me. meme alone, Emily. <laughs> 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 um, I
2: don't know what point... Does anyone want to
0: bring up a point on... Energy and price going up. Come on.
3: <laughs> Come on. It is bad. Honestly, like, bad. Um, again, bad. I, I should probably avoid that. Like Emily said, probably now's the time we need to get ourselves into gear again. get like,
1: renewable. No now. Like, This is our time. It's like... Nah. Russia it, can't cut off
3: the wind. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Russia don't have control of the sun. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or that we know of. Um... <laughs> Yeah. I, I think on a human level uh, affecting people in this country it's going to be very bad for those living in poverty which is a lot of people especially that in our can area that you blame on the mm. that, yeah, well. we can yeah. yeah if you look at uh, the increase in people in poverty and unemployment after Covid and stuff you can put a lot of that on the Conservative government <laughs> and that is the stuff that's going to be because affected by there's so many people are going to be like not just not being able to be hot and like hot at home that's not what i mean warm at home <laughs> 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 just hot like bacon no but and then i think when you know when winter rolls around that's gonna be really tough for a lot of um lgb people in pension poverty and stuff mm, you can't pay for i can't remember what it's called it's called like fuel poverty or something like that where you can't heat your home and it will just lead to increased illness on the nhs and stuff as well and oh, it's just endless, like um
0: mr marshall said there would be a lot more winter <laughs> There would be a lot more wind turbine, uh, turbines up and down the country that would, over the course of the months and years, mean that less gas to generate. We we would burn less gas to generate electricity, and if this were the case, the UK would be less exposed to the price of gas if we reduced our reliance on gas. <laughs> both in the heating system and the electricity then it certainly would have made us more resilient to the current circumstances <laughs> the boss of britain's biggest energy supplier has warned that the soaring gas prices um, which are fueling the sharp rise in the cost of living could last up to two years and that's backed up by chris o'shea who is the chief executive of british gas's owner centrica and um, says the energy market uh, said the energy market suggests the high price of gas will be here for the next 18 months to two years so it's not going away anytime soon, and that'll
2: only help the Covid recovery as well. It's not like anybody's going to be struggling in this time. No.
0: However, Chris A. Show did uh, said that he did not believe that the increase increasing the domestic supply of gas from the North Sea would help to solve the energy crisis. He didn't believe it would help, solve the no? Crisis. He, uh, he, I, uh, no, he, he just thinks it's no matter like if we try and bring stuff down it's not going to stop it it'll probably well I mean it is gonna it'll help a little bit
2: because more gas but it's not gonna solve it temporary solution isn't it if you said it's gonna be here for 18 months to two mm. years getting a little bit more gas isn't gonna tide everyone over no. and <laughs> um, we bring gas from the United
0: States from Norway from Europe from Qatar and from other places so we're not in the uh, in a position to supply to simply have the UK as an isolated energy market we are part of a global
1: market.
2: That's a globalism for you, isn't it? That is globalism for I you. I can't believe this. It's globalism all over again. Globalisation, why it's given us energy crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are we right.
0: done? Has anyone got any more to say on it before we move on to Joe Rogan and Spotify? It's
4: all there is to say, really. It's just this poor people are doing pretty <laughs>
0: Spotify has previously told news outlets that it bans false or dangerous deceptive content about COVID-19, which may cause offline harm and or pose a direct threat to public health. However, uh, for the last two weeks, Spotify has faced mounting public pressure um, to explain its position on misinformation policies and whether they apply to the platform's hugely popular podcast celebrity, Joe Rogan, who has repeatedly drawn headlines and uh, public criticisms for questioning COVID-19 Medical orthodoxy and for featuring guests that um ha, who have been banned from other platforms for violating health information guidelines. Musicians Neil Young and Joni Mitchell have pulled their music off the streaming um service mm. over their concerns about COVID nineteen misinformation on Rogan's podcast. Discuss.
4: I think it's really Rogan's fault of H be taken off. Um for people sorry on my throat. <coughs> um the people he had to come on to his his show to discuss that were they were radiologists they were people experts in their field and so it's not really on him that they've said that he's invited them on and they're experts in their field and he's and they've came up with that
0: um other podcasts people have had their episodes taken off for COVID-19 misinformation but because Joe Rogan has this deal and um where is it the, deal of rog- uh, the details of Rogan's deal aren't publicly known uh, for instance whether Spotify is allowed to edit or withhold Rogan shows or whether Rogan is contractually obliged to follow these kind of rules placed on other Spotify users who didn't bargain their own agreements
4: I wasn't aware of that um. so it's,
2: one,
0: no, it's, mean, one, it's one rule for one one. For also, also he said
2: stuff anyway without the yeah. radioologists saying anything I say take it off yeah but keep on the em podcast am i right <laughs> yeah exactly um, and i mean
0: d- the deal to begin with was like the things that rogan has said Spot, um spotify knew when it was buying in may 2020 and um, it ported over rogan's catalog and left out more than 40 older episodes including interviews with sandy hook conspiracy theorist alex jones and proud boys founder gavin McInnes. so proud boys
1: is that the thing I'm thinking of? No, yeah, thinking it's,
2: the, it's the like extremist group, like the one that was involved with the capital riots. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh,
1: that one. That is so bad
2: vibes. What the fact they give him a I platform say. to begin with is nuts. <laughs> like, if they if there were any episodes I've had to withhold for stuff like that, surely you just would not give him two yeah, million to do. Like, out. just just realize that clearly this is going to be a controversial topic. Clearly, it's not worth it. It's prioritizing money from viewership over anything else. It's just completely prefer- like prioritising
0: profit I love how he says tech clearly has a censorship agenda when it comes to COVID in terms of treatment, in terms of whether or not you're promoting what they call COVID hesitancy Rogan said in his episode with Malone they can ban you for that, but he's not getting banned for it, in fact he's being given an allowance, so he's going on saying they'll ban you for saying what you want, it's like the thought police Well, he still gets his, like, <laughs> his own special platform where he's allowed to bend all of the rules
2: I think the most worrying thing isn't even, like, obviously, I don't think any of us here really love Joe Rogan. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think any of us are massive Joe Rogan fans. But there are people that are, and we're going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, this podcast is terrible, whatever. But, like, the people that actually listen to the podcast don't see an issue with it. And when he's saying Thought Police, they're sitting at home going, yeah, Thought Police, yeah, I agree. Like It's hypocritical, but his viewers don't view it like that, so it doesn't necessarily matter.
1: And anyway, I'm sure there's other platforms. If he wants to have his podcast on something,
2: I'm sure there's other platforms that his loyal viewers would go to anyway. Yeah, but will they have him? That's the point. If he gets kicked off Spotify, who else is going to have him? Like, if he... Because if um, goes to... SoundCloud. See, if you, <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes to YouTube, we you get, like, booted hey, YouTube as guy. well. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> um, I think we should ban GB News as well, just while we're at it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, New Young, um said on Monday, with his own ultimatum to Spotify, urging the company to stop spreading fake information. And Rogan has uh, previously faced criticism for offensive and controversial comments about transgender people and other subjects. And in an episode this month with a uh, polarising Canadian author, Jordan Peterson, Rogan talks about skin colour and says, unless you are talking to someone who is like 100% African from the darkest places where they're not wearing any clothes all day, the term black is weird
2: i think it's incredibly like just biased how like spotify and everybody else are convi- like thinking about maybe booting him off for the covid comments but the, but the trans comments and the racist comments are completely fine because it doesn't affect all people whereas covid does huh. it's just completely biased and unfair
0: the latest controversy erupted over Rogan's December interview with Robert Malone, a scientist and widely criticised mRNA vaccine sceptic who has been banned from tweeting after running afoul of t- uh, Twitter's COVID-19 misinformation policies. Malone was one of the speakers at the Sunday rally in Washington DC to protest vaccine mandates where he said vaccines, the science is settled, they're not working. The data shows vaccines have been immensely successful at limiting hospitalisations and death from COVID-19. So, you love to
2: see it. I just what goes through some people's minds <laughs> that's, that's all why I
0: don't
4: think I don't, to to some, I don't think that should be censored though I don't think some like that should be censored
0: but the issue then comes with Covid and that if you don't like you have you sense misinformation so say if I went on Twitter and made up accusations about celebrities if they were then proven false that would get taken off for misinformation you get misinformation taken off all the time But the issue is the misinformation they're putting out to a platform so big that it has influence is going to affect the whole country. If you have... I mean, to have enough people to listen to his Spotify to have that much money in a deal, the amount of influence he has over people that are going to listen to him, and if you're putting out stuff that is COVID vaccines... Sandy Hook conspiracy theorist is definitely not a good one considering the trauma that people went through. You can't shoot up a school of children and then turn around and have people say, oh, well, it didn't actually happen, or it didn't happen like this, when there's document evidence of what these children went through. It's very... I, I I think he should have... At, at least the episodes where he said the stuff that has been proven false should have been taken off, and by not taking his episodes off because they're getting the money. It's not, it's not a great look for Spotify. More than anything, no matter what, Joe rogan's protected by his audience he could say whatever he wanted and his audience would stay because it's that type of audience but spotify doesn't have that protection because not everyone has the same opinion
2: censorship should should be allowed for things like that like anything that harms public safety or public well-being censorship censorship needs to come in
1: taken down all the time though like just the money
2: but Spotify is a business, its priority is making money, and I think that's really important to remember. They don't, they don't care if I'm offended. Like, and what if I have to listen to it to be offended? Great, I've given them money.
3: No, uh, they uh, might lose people as
0: it's, well. Now, though, it's also one, one of the the ones that they previously told news outlets that false or dangerous deceptive content about COVID nineteen, uh, which may cause offline harm and or pose a threat to public health. They put that out there, and they're like, we'll take episodes off. And they've done it to smaller creators on the platform, but not to not to Mr. Rogan. Mr. Rogan gets to stay on. He gets to he gets to release his
2: episodes because he's making the money. <laughs> yeah, you see it on YouTube and you see it on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff as well. Like,
1: yeah, posts so come common. up like this is mi- this has misinformation. And always take yeah, yeah. So yeah. They always come see blur it sometimes.
0: Critics yeah. argue that platforms shouldn't profit from spreading potentially harmful content, and I think that's yeah, a good that. point to. Yeah up that no matter if you believe that it's censorship and everyone should have their opinion out there Spotify is making money from people hearing that they shouldn't be taking the vaccines in a global pandemic and it then poses the question of like I'd get it if it was a free platform and they didn't make any money from it because then it's just platform it's just there it's just a space but Spotify makes a lot of money from Joe Rogan and they know that if they take him off going to lose a lot of money so they're just letting him run riot
2: yeah but again you're back on it's a business it's is making money it doesn't care about the ethical nature of how it makes the money you can look at any big company like that like at amazon how much um it contributes to global warming i mean they don't care as long as the money's made it's more of an issue with capitalism than it is with <laughs> like spotify it's out on capitalism yeah hey. um
0: Joe, uh, Rogan also has leverage, more leverage than other uh, platform users, as last year the Joe Rogan Experience was the number one podcast on Spotify. So he is out all of the pot. And before Joe Rogan, a lot of people argue that before Joe Rogan podcast got onto Spotify, that Spotify wasn't really the platform for podcasts. You get, like you have like Apple Podcasts, and then you have the other ones, but Spotify wasn't really there. And that Rogan sort of created it as a Podcast platform So therefore his words Mean more But I don't I don't agree with that Topic No matter how much I think He's still spreading misinformation
2: Yeah well, It just always comes back round to Spotify's don't a money. business They make money Like it, It's great Everybody just sitting here Being like oh, This is so bad But like What does it matter Like Spotify don't care it, It's mm. not money
1: for them They'll only care
2: If people started like Boycotting their platform Because then they're not Making money out of it Like it's, it's people like um, musicians saying that they'll take their music off. That's the only way that Spotify would turn around and get rid of Joe Rogan because it's stuff that suddenly makes them lose money.
0: Um, 270 healthcare professionals whose highly publicised open letters to Spotify have been um, published. Published? Published um, about the podcaster's content. So people have started um, publicly putting out their distaste. For it, and then obviously there's the music creators. So there's stuff coming out, but I think the issue is also that not enough is happening for it to actually have an impact.
2: When they start losing money, that's when they take them down. If they they don't lose money, they won't take them off. That'll be it. That that's that's literally like it. That's the whole point. (laughs) Do you see business coming through? (laughs) Didn't even do it.
0: (laughs) Spotify knew that Joe Rogan was a controversial podcaster before they even bought him in May twenty twenty. Like. They had, to, they had to delete them 40 episodes before transferring him to Spotify, so they knew this sort of person that they were having on their platform before they did it. So it's not that big of a surprise that Spotify's not said anything about the situation. That's
4: probably why they brought in controversy makes money, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, <coughs> Yeah, it's not like he was, you know, a neutral figure until this happened, <laughs> was it? <laughs> um,
0: and then I'll do like, the final point. That, um... Neil Young was the first person to come out and say that he's taken his music off Spotify because of Joe Rogan, and it was Joe Rogan, or him. But Joni Mitchell um, has asked her music to be removed from Spotify over COVID misinformation concerns, not saying it is Joe Rogan, just saying, and said irresponsible people are spreading lies that are cost spreading lies that are costing people their lives. Um, and although she didn't say Joe Rogan specifically, she then linked it to a Page about Joe Rogan misinformation on Spotify. Mm. Right. <laughs> this week, Boris Johnson is due to speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Um, as he said, he would call to tell Putin that invading Ukraine would be a disaster for Russia. Um, and the Kremlin have criticised Britain's announcement of new legislation to target Russian firms and oligarchs.
3: Oligarchs.
0: Oligarchs. In the event um, of a war with Ukraine as an outright attack on business... And threatened to retaliate.
1: Right. Right. Ukraine. Sports. <laughs> sports. Um you're not gonna do anything. Like even if they did all that, nothing's actually gonna happen. I'd like, I think it was it was, been there's,
0: there's been um tensions for about four years. Yeah, yeah so ever since you know, they marched on
3: over to, you know, the Crimea and had a little,
0: you know. We pop want in. Ukraine. Ukraine. We want we want the Crimea, <laughs> we've had it for history. We've had it for history. <laughs> We've had it for some of history. We've had it for loads of time. But we can't claim Australia.
3: No, we, we can't. can't. We
0: can't storm it all, we can't anyway, because you know, the see. But we can't. The way we're
3: true, we that's
1: can't true, true actually. Stream,
0: this is ours. We had this for a length of time. With Maybe Ireland would be a better example. <laughs> Ireland would also be a better example. <laughs> yeah. We storm we we Southern Ireland. We, we disregard better. the troubles. Um, And we invade because
3: had it at one point in history it just doesn't work it no it literally doesn't and um, but i don't know at this point it, war in europe seems such a remote concept we
0: haven't had a war in
3: europe for a while no it was the 90s yeah and even then it wasn't really know it's cold war World and then, war. then some civil wars yeah yeah but like those are just like a little, bit, wars. a little bit here and there like you know um International wars in Europe—that that just seems so foreign.
0: Um, the Foreign Secretary
3: Liz Truss. The um cheese woman. Cheese woman. Oh, we hate right. the cheese woman.
0: Foreign Secretary Liz Truss said les- legislation to allow Britain to hit banks, energy companies, and obliques, oligarchs.
3: Oligarchs.
0: Oligarchs. Close to the um, to the Kremlin will be introduced by the government this week. We need to stop an invasion from happening, Truss told the BBC. The number one thing that will stop Vladimir Putin. Taking action as if he understands the cost of action.
1: That's pretty brave. Cause let's be real, like this country needs Russia. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. Like, yeah, are we we do? Do. The, mo-
3: the most important will probably do is give us action. Yeah. That like is. A, you know, a little bit economic sanction there. Okay. It's like British government have been accused cheeky.
0: of allowing Kremlin-linked money to flow easily through the city of London, which has been nicknamed London Grad. Oh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a clever one, isn't it? You're okay, <laughs> well pleased with that. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good partner. I can't think of any more Russian no, I can't. No. cities, no. I'm sure I don't know enough Russian cities to make
1: puns. Moscow, uh, okay. Vladivostok,
3: the what's other the one. one
1: in, what's the other, there's two airports in there each in the West. St. Petersburg? Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Anyway, let's move on.
3: No more Russian geography. <laughs> um.
0: Uh, the U.S. and its allies have been uh, have prepared a list of Russian elites linked to Vladimir Putin's inner circle. to hit. fascinating. With no terror sanctions <laughs> t- <laughs> should Russia invade Ukraine, a senior U.S. administration official, official has said. The official who spoke to... Reuters. Reuters, um, on condition of anonymity, have said individuals play a role in government decision-making or are, at a minimum, comp- uh, complicit... In the Kremlin's destabilizing behaviour, I just can't spell or read. I'm illiterate. I've got to 18 and I cannot read.
3: Congrats. Um, well, what is that really going to do much? Like, are we really going to take that <laughs> much of a decisive no. action against Russia?
4: Well, we've we've moved a lot of resources over there. We've sent like hundreds of javelin missiles over there. We're mm. not actually going to send actual troops, but no, we've done what we can. I think. We've sent resources and we've threatened with economic sanctions. England's done what, well, the United Kingdom's done what we can.
0: Russia have kicked off at NATO as well for saying, don't get involved.
4: I mean, that's a big tension of why wars even, well, could start because Ukraine wants to join NATO and it would pin Russia in with NATO surrounding them, which is, so that's why Russia threatened from not letting them join NATO.
0: And Russia yeah. is in NATO as well, so they're like, but if you, if you, let, her, if him. you let them in, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> what, Russia's in NATO? yeah like oh that's i wait a minute a oh and then, and then i can't i can't go to war because then we'll both be attacking me well we'll all be attacking me that's not very good why well, am i pretending to be russia when i'm trying to like give my examples anyway um yes <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. It's, okay. It's, okay.
1: Okay. it's okay um
0: it's it's just a lot um, Gazprom just tweeted that Europe's underground gas facilities hold nearly thirty percent less gas than what they did this time last year. They are around forty percent full. So we are running out of gas, and considering that we are in an energy crisis, as we mentioned earlier, we don't want a war with Russia because we need their gas. They don't want a war with us because that would mean that NATO gets involved. And as much as Russia is this big company, big company, big country. <laughs> It's not, it's not bigger than NATO and it's not bigger than America. No. Um, number ten has now received this new Grey report the Cabinet Office says. Um well bit I don't know if bits of it by the time um, when I did all of my like notes, only some of it had come out I have, has all of it. From come
4: what out. I know, just the evidence has been removed um, and reserved for the Met Police. But mm. um I mean it was good twelve pages worth of information. Which came out about three hours ago, I think.
1: Hmm. Do you know what? Um, I'm not surprised that he's like. All he said is, "I'm sorry, I understand in the frustration." Like, of course he's gonna say that. I knew. He to I mean, lie. realistically,
4: I don't know if this would be a good time for him to resign. Anyways, with with Ukraine energy crisis, um, without um after yeah, pandemic. Yeah, it's
1: great. you can put the blame on someone else.
4: Well, we, blame. Yes, it's not no,
0: no. <laughs> Even if they, even if the Tory government believed that it would be a good time for us to resign, realistically they can use him as a scapegoat later on. So, as much as he's not competent for the country and he's definitely not running the country to a level that either Conservatives or Labour would want, they're still, if they put in someone else and more things go wrong, they've then had two Prime Ministers that have made continuous mistakes and they didn't get rid of Boris when he did the £200 million deal to his friends for Trek and Trace, which didn't work, and the trading <laughs> oh. deals where he gave money to a company um, for Brexit that didn't have anything, it had no boats, and it had no trucks, because it was his friend. He didn't get rid of them then. The, we had the NHS crisis, he didn't get rid of them then. Two million spent on faulty um, Covid tests as well. Yeah, um, PPE, none of it went, because at okay. that point, it was all linked to Boris. And now even more's coming out. And it's not even Boris, it's the party, but they can still pin it on Boris because it's Boris's government. I, th- I think they're going to keep him for as long as they can use him as a scapegoat.
4: I think you've got quite a lot of the big shots right, though. You do have to give some credit to him with the vaccine rollout. We have one of the, That's strongest like back-
1: the one thing. Like the yeah. one thing you bring
0: up yeah. is and forth. I'm not a Tory but well th- I I'd vote Labour, but... I I, oh. do, I do feel I like the like the COVID um rollouts is probably one of the big things that he's yeah. done. But it seems that with Boris, a lot of people you get a lot of you see the arguments. here a lot of he's trying his best. <laughs> it's like his best isn't good enough. Because I would get it. I would get it if he was forced into the job. If I was just sat in a chair and they went, you've got to run the country, and I was making mistakes, you'd understand that I was trying my best. But he went for that role. Um, And he's the one who's not holding it up to standard. And it's not even stuff that... Like, Covid, you can't blame Covid on Boris. He didn't create the virus. Um, But you can blame him for how it's been handled. And you can definitely blame him for attending parties when all of us were in a lockdown.
4: You can definitely blame him for it. But who's who's the alternative, realistically?
1: Jeremy Hunt, a different conservative leader. I'd rather have anyone than him. Apart from... Do you mean Jeremy Corbyn? No, Jeremy Hunt, the other one in the cabinet. Wait, Jeremy Hunt is he not the? He's the other conservative one the one against him. He went ages ago, didn't
0: he? Went to yeah. the party ages ago. I remember his
1: face. Um, Someone said he was a dill for one of the stories I was watching. I wouldn't agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I a bit old, I think. I
0: mean, all I mean, Labour anyway. I don't know if Corbyn. I mean, I wouldn't like, like Corbyn If anyway um, Keir is going to stay um as leader, I think I think he's going to go, but. It's Who do you think would
4: replace Keir Starmer? Raina.
0: Want Rainer. I love Raina. She's great. I think, she I think she'd do really well. yeah. I think she do really well. I think she'd do really well for the party. And she's got whereas I said before that Keir's got a lot of good ideas, but he's not strong enough to lead the party. Got a Raina's got both. Um, and she's she's got labour through and through like her background yeah. and everything. Anyway, um enough on Angela Raina. Uh, Sue Gray's, um, so at the time of me doing all of my notes that the report was expected to come out today but with severe limitations. It is not expected to name names, it will refrain from mentioning details of the eight key parties and it is likely to focus on general culture in number 10. Um, the initial findings of the Sue Gray report in, um, into parties at Downing Street um, said there was a failure of leadership and judgement in number 10 and the Cabinet Office. Um, and she said, against the backdrop of the pandemic, when the government was asking citizens to accept far reaching restrictions on their lives, some of the behaviour surrounding these gatherings is difficult to justify. At least some of the gatherings in question represent a serious failure to observe not just the high standards expected of these working at the heart of the government, but also the standards expected of the entire British population at the time. At times, it seems that there is too little thought given to what is happening across the country in considering the appropriateness of some of these gatherings, the risks they presented to public health, how they might appear to the public. I
1: mean, his only other, I think most of his, all of his response to being called out on his um, bull was to just wait to see a great report, but now he's got the Met Police as well, so I feel like this is, even though he's issued that apology, I feel like he's still got a little little something to keep them going.
0: I get why the Met Police had to cut a lot of it out, because obviously it's going on with their investigation, but with the Met Police being the way the Met Police is, I don't trust it. As, as a body, especially you get everything from the Sarah Everard and um, Virgil and how that was handled, to the um, institutionalized racism, and the Met Police going, we'll do a review, we've checked ourselves, we're not racist
1: just but trust us what we saw in law as well that they faked like a, 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 his faked his person I mean, yeah, like a child with su- a suspect like
0: yeah <laughs> it's weird it's not a body that I particularly put my faith in no and <laughs> I don't feel like anything's going to come off of this and he doesn't have to take anything from the Sue Gray oh, report no. Boris can ignore it if he wants he'll get very much a lot of backlash from it but he can
1: ignore it he's going to stop him. Well, maybe so, but I doubt that. I think as well, um, I think the Met Police, I think the reason they're doing that is not because they actually care about what he's the about. I think it's genuine just to try and get like, their reputation up a bit, like, oh, we're finally yeah, getting our definitely. job. I don't think any of it is actually due because they care about what he has done. Especially when Bra
0: came out, with the first couple of parties came out and said that the Met Police wouldn't investigate because they don't investigate crimes over a year old. Um, like, the Met Police had no intention of investigating this from the start. It was once, what we're up to, what, 22 parties? I think 21, yeah. 22. Um, did the Met Police decide
1: to get involved? Yeah. I think it really
0: shows how they are as an institution.
1: Nobody really, really trusts them anymore. I think that's just something to bring Cressida to Dick up. Like, look at me! I'm holding this government sort of accountable. Not really.
4: I think it's quite scary how oh, the media has dropped, I mean, dripped drip us information. There's no way that they didn't have all of us at once, realistically, or they didn't have more than they have. They have dripped, dripped it as the day goes on. It,
0: it, it is, re- you have, I get with it. Like you do have to put a look into how much the media information the media gets, because realistically, we knew most of the stuff that was coming out of the Sue Gray report before it even came out, um, and how. And we, it was like with COVID, you could always tell that a lockdown was going to happen because stuff started popping up of like, oh, look, we're going to go into lockdown this day, Boris is going to do an announcement here, an announcement and there. other countries were now, were going into as well it was like only matter of time. But I, I'm not surprised by anything that's come out in the Super A report. It's, it's stuff that we've already knew. It wasn't groundbreaking, and um, it's just nice to have it confirmed. And it went out without intervention from any parties. What they do with it is going to be a very different matter, but um, at least we know that. I mean, we already knew they went ahead. We had photo evidence of Boris in his garden and saying it was. We didn't know that the garden wasn't an extension of my office. And it wasn't a house party. It was a birthday party where people that I work with came to my house.
1: I'm almost <laughs> Um,
0: and have we got any more points on Sue?
4: No.
0: Right. And that's all for today, folks. Thank you for letting us keep you in the loop.